Welcome to the podcast of Medora Pentecostal Church. We are a growing community of believers committed to bringing hope and building lives. We pray today's message is a blessing to you. Bibles. We're going to be going to the book of Hebrews today, chapter 6. Amen. And we're going to be reading verse 9 through 20. We're living in an age where it seems like there is so much hurt, so much chaos. And just this past week, we witnessed the attempt of a bomber to send bombs through the mail and 11 souls went out into eternity because of some madman's bullet but we're living in a world that it seems like that there are people that are living better than ever but yet under such tremendous fear uncertainty chaos and hopelessness I want to talk to you today, and in a matter of fact, I, uh, I plan on beginning Tuesday night a series that is going to be launched this morning from this message. And I'm going to be preaching today on hope in the hurt. Hope in the hurt. Uh, we're going to pick this up on Tuesday night, the Lord willing. And just see where the Lord has us to go. Hope in the hurt. Oh, Lord, I love you today. I need you today. Hebrews chapter 6, verse 9. But, beloved, we are persuaded better things of you. And things that accompany or go along with salvation though we thus speak for God is not unrighteous to forget your work and labor of love which ye have showed toward his name in that ye have ministered to the saints and do minister and we desire that every one of you do show the same diligence to the full assurance of hope unto the end. Somebody say the end. If it's not the end, then it's not over. Praise God. Assurance of hope unto the end that ye be not slothful, but followers of them through faith and patience inherit the promises. For when God made promise to Abraham because he could swear by no greater, he swore by himself, saying, Surely, blessing I will bless thee, and multiplying I will multiply thee. And so after he had patiently endured, he obtained the promise. <clears throat> for men verily swear by the greater an oath, for confirmation is to them an end of all strife. Wherein God willing more abundantly to show unto the heirs of promise. Somebody say, that's me. Show unto the heirs of promise the immutability of his counsel, confirmed it by an oath, 
that by two immutable or unchangeable things, which is impossible for God to lie, we might have a strong consolation who have fled for refuge to lay hold upon the hope set before us, which hope we have as an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast, and which entereth into that within the veil, whether the forerunner is for us entered, even Jesus made it a high priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. We might have a strong consolation who have fled for refuge to lay hold upon hope set before us. I want to talk to you today about hope in the hurt. Hope in the hurt. Heavenly Father, we come before you this morning. We are thankful, God, for this, your people. I pray today, Lord, that somehow you would use me, Lord, as your vessel, as something, Lord God, that would be anointed by you. Let it be helpful, God. Let me, Lord Jesus, dear Lord Jesus, work with your spirit today, God. And I pray, Lord, that it would minister to our folks in Jesus' mighty name. Let everybody say amen. Lord bless you, be seated. When you consider today that we live in a pressure cooker culture, and like all of these emotions are all put into the pot, weariness and discouragement and the erosion of morality and family values, crime and violence and disillusionment of government and authority and chaos in our educational systems and jobs in the balance and rebellion abounding, the question then is, is asked is that in that pressure cooker pot, is there any hope? With a life where it seems like hope is a fleeting mirage in a desert of despair, each day brings to us a new thought, a new attack, a new issue, a new crisis, a new hurt. And looking at the mountain of evidence before us, we, we find that people will say things like, I don't think it'll ever get better. There's no solutions to the problems. I guarantee you when you go to the ballot box on Tuesday, you'll look at that ballot and you'll say, um, I don't know if there's a solution here. Somebody say amen. There's a feeling of hopelessness when people look at their life or their past and they'll say, I'll never be able to get over what happened to me. I'll never be able to live it down. I'll never be able to get past this. Others will see their situation and say, I don't see things improving. So what's the point in trying? There is a feeling that comes with this hopelessness that says, I just give up. What have I got to look forward to? My life and my future seems pretty empty. And I, I, I'm painting a pretty bleak picture today. I know that. Because there is a spirit, I believe, at work today, and it is a spirit to try to destroy your hope, to make you feel insecure, to make you see things as only bleak, 
to make you see the cloud is only dark and looming heavy upon the horizon. Hallelujah. But I want to tell you that you can have the exciting thing about believing in Jesus. The exciting thing of Christianity is not that you never go through a dark time. It is not that you never face a hurt. It is not that you never have a pain or you never have a problem or you never have an issue. But that in that issue, you know of assurance that God will be real to you and see you through or see you over it. He'll either move the mountain or give you a way to climb it. I love the old hymn that says, in times like these, we need a Savior. In times like these, we need an anchor. Be very sure, be very sure your anchor holds and grips the solid rock. Amen. In times like these, it's not going to be a new car that makes your life seem now hopeful. It won't be that you got a new house that makes your life seem hopeful. It won't be that you got new clothes or new a new pair of shoes or even a, 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 a new activity or a new hobby or, or something. If I could just do this or if I could just have that and you get it and you're still hopeless Amen. Or even a new relationship. People say, if I could just have that relationship, uh, amen, I want to tell you it is because uh, there's only one anchor. There's only one anchor in a stormy world, in a world of hurt and pain and chaos. There's only one anchor that'll hold you sure and steadfast. Laugh that they may, cry that they may, but I want to tell you, there's a reason why anxiety is up at a high level more than ever before. There's a reason why even some of the most prosperous nations have the highest suicide rate is because their anchor is not tethered, uh, amen, to the right thing. They don't have the right anchor in their life. Jeremiah 18 and 12. I want to go there. Jeremiah 18 and 12. I want to tell you the enemy is out after your hope today. He is out after your hope today. And I'm serving him notice that you can have hope even in the middle of your hurt. I'm serving notice today that you can have hope even in the middle of the storm. You can have hope. Jeremiah 18 and 12. And they said, there is no hope, whoever they are. And they said, there is no hope. But we will walk after our own devices and we will everyone do the imagination of his evil heart. Amen. So, so here's the concept is that when hope is gone, then we open up ourselves to anarchy, chaos, and our own self-will. We open up ourselves to, well, if I don't have hope, I might as well shoot these people. If I don't have hope, I might as well cuss that person out. If I don't have hope, I might as well get angry and mad and throw the towel in the ring. If I don't have hope, amen, I'm left to my own will. But when you have hope, you've got peace. When you have hope, you can stand sure. You don't have to lose yourself. When you, do, when you, when you have hope, you don't have to lose yourself. You know, sometimes we look at Scripture and we look at the Word of God as being, these guys all had it easy. Abraham, the Lord promised him blessings. 
upon blessings. I'm going to bless you. You're going to be the father of a great nation. And, 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 and he only had one legitimate son. All of his hope boiled down to that one boy. But God had promised him that he would be blessed. And so in that moment, uh, he had to take his son and lay him on the altar. And God tested him to see if his hope was still there and still real. Because it was Abraham that said, I know that my God is able to provide a sacrifice. If I go ahead and I have to offer my son, I know the Lord will raise him up. I know the Lord will make a way. I want to tell you that is some incredible faith and hope. It may be today that you feel like your dream has died or that your situation is now hopeless. I want to tell you, if you would, just believe one more moment. Just pick up your expectation one more moment and say, if I can't do it by myself, I know God is going to make a way. If you think you've had a bad day and you think you've had a bad life, go read Job. Stumped my toe, busted my thumbnail. Somebody defriended me on Facebook. Somebody said something bad about what I think. Job, 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 Job. My goodness. While one servant come and told him that he lost all his cows, another servant come and said, you lost all your sheep. And while they said that, they're, they're telling them you lost all your sheep. Eventually one of them said all your children died. All your children died. Amen. I, I, I don't know. Sometimes I think we give Job's wife a bum rap for her saying, why don't you curse God and die? I wonder if, he, if she wasn't responding to what he was yakking. Job, why don't you just shut up and curse God and go on with your bad self? You, you're so down and out to, amen. But I want to tell you somewhere along in all of that problems and all those issues, uh, Job found hope. He found hope in the middle of that in some way. Change his thinking because it was Job that said, when I looked for God, I couldn't find him. I went forward and he wasn't there. I went backward and he wasn't there. I went to the left and to the right. I couldn't find him, but he knows the way that I take. Somebody say, that's hope. Amen. I can't feel it. I can't see it. I don't understand it. I don't have it all together, but he knows the way that I take. Hallelujah. The Bible doesn't give us a picture of everybody living, uh, you know, some kind of glamorous uh, Hollywood life that is fictitious and isn't real, but it shows us real things like Hannah that was barren and wanted a child. Hannah that had no children that wanted a child. Oh, I want to tell you, she still kept believing and had hope. How about uh, the children of Israel before the Red Sea? Somebody had to lift the rod. Somebody had to lift the rod and believe and say, God, you're going to make a way in this dark hour. Do you have hope today? Do you have hope in your hurt? When things are going bad, that's when hope begins to shine. When things are going rough, that is where hope comes in. Praise God. We talked about Job. Let me, let me tell you what the Bible says in the book of Job, chapter 40 and verse 28 through 31. Job 40, 28. Hast thou not known... 
Hast thou not heard that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the the ends of the earth, fainteth not, neither is weary? There is no searching of his understanding. God is not standing, watching the news, saying, what do I do? He's not looking at your life and your chaos and wondering, what can, what, can anything happen here? Amen. No siree. Our God does not faint. He doesn't operate in weary. Amen. But he gives power. Verse 29, he gives power to the faint and to them that have no might. He increases strength. Even the youths shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew. I I gave you Job. That's Isaiah. Hallelujah. Sorry about that. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings of eagles. They shall run and not be weary, walk and not faint. Our hope is in the Lord, not in the news, not in a government official. Our hope is in the Lord. Psalm 130 and 5. Whew. I hope the, I got these written down right, Sister Bev. Sorry about this. Psalm 130 and 5. I wait for the Lord. My soul doth wait. And in his word do I hope. Somebody say, in his word do I hope. Maybe you ought to shut somebody else's word off and pick up the word of the Lord. Maybe you ought to turn some other word down and pick up the word of the Lord. Maybe you ought to quit listening to Miss uh, 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 Critical and Mr. Uh, uh, Gossip and turn on the word of the Lord. Maybe you ought to begin to listen to what God is saying and what, not what the enemy is saying to your soul. Whatever the enemy comes to tell you that it can't be, it'll never be. Amen. He's after your hope. He's after your hope today. Romans 15 and 4. Romans 15 and 4. Praise God. We have hope in the word. For whatsoever things were written aforetime were written for our learning. And that we, through patience and comfort of the scripture, might have hope. Hope. Hallelujah. Read the word. Get in the word. Find the word and let it be hid in your heart. That's where your hope is. So just hold on to that. Hallelujah. The psalmist said, uh, you don't have to follow me, Sister Bev, in this. Psalm 16 and 9, therefore my heart is glad and my glory rejoices. My flesh also shall rest in hope. Hallelujah. He also said in 31, 24, be of good courage. He shall strengthen your heart all ye that hope in the Lord. Psalm 33 and 18, behold the eye of the Lord is upon them that fear him, upon them that hope in his mercy. Hallelujah. Psalm 39 and 6, surely every man walketh in a vain show. Surely they are all disquieted in vain. He heapeth up riches and knoweth not who shall gather them. And now, Lord, what wait I for? My hope is in thee. My hope is not in riches. My hope is not in possession. My hope is in you. That's what the psalmist is saying. Hallelujah. The psalmist also said in 42 and 5, Why art thou cast down, O my soul? Why are you disquieted in me? Hope thou in God. Amen. Sometimes you need to talk to yourself. 
yourself. You need to talk to your soul and say, soul, why are you cast down? So why are you cast down? Amen. I may not be preaching to anybody but this preacher today, but I've come to tell you, you need to talk to yourself and say, listen, things are not as bad as you think they are. Things are not as hard as you think they are because as long as I've got the Lord in my life, I've got hope. I've got hope. I've got hope. The psalmist said also, I will hope continually in the Lord. I will praise him more and more. I'll praise him more and more. How many of you remember the scripture where Jesus said, Come unto me, all ye that labor and heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. Why do we not learn that? If we could go to him. If we can take our troubles to the Lord, we will find that he's the rest. When the enemy comes in the like a flood, where do we go? Where do we go? Where do we go? Who do we turn to? We go to the strong tower called the name of the Lord. Do we remember words like this that Jesus said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Say it with me. He said, I'll never leave you or forsake you. He didn't say, I'm always going to make your life a bed of ease and everything's going to be just right, just right, and you'll never have a trouble, you'll never have a care, you'll never have a debt, you'll never have a bill. You'll always have a bunch of money. See, the exciting thing about living for the Lord is that you can have nothing and still be hopeful. See, that's the exciting thing about living for the Lord. You can have no job and still be hopeful. Amen. You could, you could, you could have a, a disease in your body and still be hopeful. Oh, praise the Lord for that word today that encourages us. That in the middle of our hurt, in the middle of our pain, we can realize that my God said he would supply all of my need according to his riches. Hallelujah. He is our hope. The Bible proclaims Jesus said that the thief cometh not but to steal, to kill, and destroy. I am come, Jesus said, that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. The enemy comes to steal your hope, to steal your peace. Amen. But Jesus said, I've come to give you an infusion of life, of real life, of abundant life, of not just barely getting by life. I've come to give you abundant life. Oh, take up your, your, your square your shoulder, dear one. There's hope in your hurt. I may go back to Hebrews 6 and let's walk through this with you just for a few minutes. Hebrews 6 and 9. The writer of Hebrews says, But beloved, we're persuaded better things of you. Things that accompany salvation. There are things that come along with being born again that you can't get from anywhere else. So the writer says, I'm expecting better things for you. I'm expecting better things because that comes with salvation. I'm expecting you to have some exciting, wonderful, joyful things in your life. And this is what he went on to talk about. He began to talk about a hope. 
For God is not unrighteous to forget your work and labor of love. It is so easy today for us to become employed in pity. Lord, I've served you. Look what I've done. Look how I've done this. And I, I, I you know, I, 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 I take care of my tithes. Lord, I do all this kind of stuff. I minister to, and, and I've done all this. And it's easy to become labored, burdened with our ministry. And he says, but God is not unrighteous to forget your work and labor of love. He says in verse 11, and we desire that every one of you do show the same diligence to the full assurance, complete confidence is what he's saying, to the hope and to the end. Listen, just stay at it. We look for the big thing and we look for the miracle and we look for the, the wonder, but the miracle may be hidden in your everyday, getting up every morning. The miracle may be very well <clears throat> hidden in the fact that, that you hope until the end. The very miracle may be that when you don't feel like it, you keep loving God. It may be that when you don't even feel like it, you keep on living right and doing right. It may be that when your job's crashing around you, you may just get up and say, I'm moving on anyway. It may be when everything is in chaos and you're standing firm, that might be the miracle that you're missing. The full assurance of hope unto the end. He said he'd be with us to the end. If it ain't over, the end's not yet, so he's going to be with us. Then he said in verse 12, that ye be not slothful, but followers of them who through faith and patience inherit the promise. Promise is coming. Abraham only saw one, one heir. But now that, that, that one heir is a nation. A nation, a nation, a nation. Verse 13, for when God made promise to Abraham because he could not swear by no greater, he swore by himself, saying, surely blessing, I will bless thee, and multiplying, I'll multiply thee. So after he had patiently endured, after he had patiently endured, he obtained the promise after he had patiently endured. I look at people that I know in my life that God has used in a great way. It seemed that they also had great hurt. I could only speak for my family and what I know, what I've seen. But to bury your 21-year-old son who had already started a work in Mexico to be a missionary. I was too small to be able to remember. But my mom and dad buried a 21-year-old son that had already started a church in Mexico, wanted to be a missionary. What you going to do? It don't make sense. Don't make sense. Don't make sense to watch as, as a man that laid on hands and, and healed the sick and his son died. Don't make sense. Hallelujah. 
But there's something that does make sense is that somehow there was hope. In the middle of it all, my mom and dad found a way to hope and believe and continue and deal with and make it through. Hallelujah. You look at people today like Bishop and Sister Walls and what they have gone through in their life. I want to tell you somehow we need to look around and say... They don't have it near as easy as you may think. It may not be as easy as you may think. Look at Sister Sally, so so beautiful and wonderful and everything in her life. It may not be that way. It just may be that Sister Sally has come to realize that she can have hope in the hurt, that she can lift up her head in the hurt. We look at verse 17 of that writing in in Hebrews and it says, Where in God, willing more abundantly, more than Abraham, more than Abraham, more than the blessing of Abraham, willing more abundantly to show to the heirs of promise the immutability, the unchangeableness of his character. And he confirmed it with an oath that by two unchangeable, immutable things that is impossible for God to lie, we might have a strong consolation. We might have a strong, what that means, word of encouragement. That we might have a strong word of encouragement who have fled for refuge. Who flees for refuge? Who are the people that flee for refuge? People that have been kicked out of places. People that are no longer wanted. I felt the Holy Ghost. People that no longer, you know, that's considered to be valuable. Refuge. Amen. And when you get to your bottom and you reach where you can't reach anymore, can I tell you today, here is your your strong word of encouragement. Get up and run to the refuge and lay hold of the hope that is set before us. Which hope we have is an anchor of the soul. The hope is is that my God is still God in the middle of all this and somehow he's going to get me through and somehow everything's going to be all right and somehow even though I hurt I'm going to have hope and even though I have pain I'm going to have hope I refuse to allow the enemy to destroy my hope so today no matter what you're dealing with no matter what the darkness is no matter what the concern is somebody say I'm not going by my feelings I'm not going by my feelings I'm going to go by what the Lord says Cast all your care on him. Cast it on him. Cast it on him. Because he cares for you. Stand with me, please. Do you need hope today? You need hope in your hurt. You need hope in your crisis. You need hope in your trial. That's the miracle that's right before you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
sometimes it's not easy to separate myself from things that I see and things that I know preaching so I'm just going to put it together I watch some of you and I know what you're going through and I know what you're dealing with and you think that God may have been pushing you aside or you feel like that you don't know where he's at what you don't see is that you are the miracle in your moment you're not giving up you haven't just quit you haven't just said okay I'm done but what you've done is you simply said I'm going to just keep on today I get up this morning I get up I put one foot in front of another and say God you're going to be with me one foot in front of another Lord you're going to be with me today I don't have the answer and that doesn't mean that everything's okay amen because the title is hope in your hurt hope in the hurt you are a miracle you're a miracle that's the power of God's love and grace and mercy hallelujah when you lift your hands and you don't feel it and everything's not okay amen you lift your hands and you, you're sick in your body and everything isn't okay it's just a whoo you know what you're doing right there you're a miracle that's a miracle amen it's a miracle it's a miracle you can't get that in the world you can't get that with your flesh but it's hope. Everything is going to be okay. Come on, somebody. Amen. Is there anybody ready to just run like a refugee? Like a refugee today. Hallelujah. I'm running to this altar today because I'm going to lay hold of this hope. Pastors talked about I'm going to have hope in my hurt. Amen. I'm going to have hope. I'm going to have expectation that my God is in control. I have an expectation that things will work out. I have an expectation that God is in, in, in control. I have a consolation, a strong consolation. And I'm going to hook to the anchor of my soul. I'm going to have an anchor that keeps me in the storm. I'm going to have an anchor that keeps me. Thank you for joining us today. We pray you have been encouraged. If you would like more information about Medora Pentecostal Church, you can check out our website at www.medorachurch.com. Set your